Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. I'm Boyd Hilton. I'm joined by Kay Ribeiro. Hello. And Steph Seelan. Hello, Boyd. Each week we trawl through some of the greatest popular culture available in the world. I mean, and some of the worst. And more often than not, in recent times, that has mainly been television. But this week we are reviewing a film on DVD slash Blu-ray mm-hmm. slash digital download. Mm-hmm. It's sure. actually the biggest film of the year in the box office. Is it? Yeah. And it's Wonder Woman. And that's partly why we're doing it, because I think, because I know you two hadn't seen it before. You didn't have time to come to the cinema with me to see it <laughs> when it came out. And so I thought, well, it's the biggest film of the year. It's mm-hmm. a phenomenon. Yeah. It's kind of also, for many people, it's like a big feminist triumph because it's directed yes. by a woman. It stars a woman. Yeah. It's written by a woman, I yeah. think. And um, so I thought I'd be good to get you, to, you two holding forth. It, it is a good idea. Thanks. It's a wonderful idea. Thanks for supporting me on that one, yeah. Steph. Yeah, well done you. Thank you. I wasn't looking for um, no, no, appreciation. You, no, but I know. You're going to get it, though. I'm glad I've got it. We're also doing The Apprentice. Yes. yes. Series 597 dun, 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 dun. of The Apprentice. Okay, <laughs> singing the theme tune. Begins Excited. next Wednesday, October the 4th on BBC One at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we've watched, we've all watched the first episode and we've mm-hmm. all watched the new assembly of doofuses <laughs> yeah. who will be taking part. That's the perfect word for them. Oh, it really is. Then there is a new drama, a Sunday night drama on BBC One called The Last Post. Mm. It's a period drama. Mm. Same in the 60s. It's very Sunday night, this drama, isn't it? Oh, we'll discuss that. Oh, well, yeah. Is it or isn't it? Mm. It's on Sunday night. So, yeah. that's, so that's, factually, that's, it's very factually, Sunday night. Factually, you're correct. Mm. We are going to be reviewing the new Sky One singing-based talent show, Sing! Exclamation mark, colon, mm. ultimate acapella or something is the full title. And we're going to try not to, by the way, listeners, we're very pleased that you joined us every week. We got reviewed in The Observer last week, we should mention, I wanted to mention this, by the great Miranda Sawyer, who is a legendary, I don't know if you ever, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Miranda Sawyer wrote for like things like the NME. And she's a legend and she's written great books and she's, she's incredibly enti- intelligent, yeah. incisive journalist. I was and giddy about this. She reviewed our, 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 this, this very podcast in the hallowed pages of The Observer last Sunday. And she basically said, I, I didn't print it out, but paraphrasing, she said it was the best podcast in the world. No, she didn't. <laughs> she said, if you very constructively, on, she constructively criticised it and said that we're a bit like, um, I think she said, uh, Entertainment, which is and Mark Comone and Simo's film review, which we are a bit. And um, she said, we're all clearly like friends, which is true, we are actual friends, aren't we? Bonafide friends? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're still friends. Oh, you've I've, got got it. It. I've actually got it here. I'm not saying read the whole thing out. No, I'm not. But I just feel notes. The bottom line is, she said that it succeeds on and off. Mm. Now, I, for one, am taking that. So we're focusing on the on. Uh, I, we yeah. want to be more on. <laughs> yeah. But she also said that, and we do talk over each other quite a lot, which is true, but that's kind of like real life, isn't it? You know, obviously this is a podcast, so we should try and be professional. Mm. But as we're all sit, we kind of sit close to each other in the offices of Heat Magazine, and when if, when that happens, we are talking over each other. So I kind of like that's my semi defence. I mean, we yeah, we did have another review, didn't we? I mean, I'm not the horrible one. I don't want you to read that. Okay, out. Um, no, that's we did get a, a bad review. Like, we can't, but I think it's funny. That's we can't why. wallow in every single review. We no, but I just especially on the iTunes, there's loads of them. Most of them are very positive. But it's great to be reviewed. I am genuinely very grateful that reviewed in the Observer. I just like the word simpletons because <laughs> that's I just wanted to bring that up because I find that Miranda funny. Sawyer didn't call us simpletons. You I mean on, in the, in the iTunes review, someone called us simpletons. Someone called well. us simpletons. That's fine. I mean, are they wrong? I think that's funny. I think it's funny. Maybe we should rename the podcast Simpletons Will Talk Over Each Other. 
<laughs> just an idea. Um, so that's the main uh, meat of what we're doing. And to start with, as ever, and we're doing Wonder Woman on DVD. To start with, as ever, though, we're going to talk about what we've been watching or reading or listening to or just generally been up to. I've decided to change the <laughs> format. Generally been up to, like, you've been shopping. Who you've been hanging out with. Yeah. Um, and uh, Steph, I'll come to you first. Right. I have finished, Kay will be very pleased, Tin Star. Oh, oh yes. Finally. Wonderful. And now I know what she means. So Kay had said, so she finished it. She did the full deck of binge. Now. Ten episodes. She said that there was, it, it does, it ends on a cliffhanger. And Ooh. it's a very interesting cliffhanger that it ends on. Um, but I still felt satisfied because often when things end on a cliffhanger, you think, oh no, that's just annoying. I'm going to have to wait for a whole year. But I really... I think the last five episodes, actually, because I'd got to five by the time you'd finished it, the last five episodes, you really develop a relationship with the Whitey character, the kind of crazy, yeah. very fractious character. Oliver, what's his name? Cooper Smith. Yes. Great actor. Young, um, young yeah, Oliver. Yeah, the young... Oliver. I Now I totally understand what Kay was saying about... You know, really, the young actors are so incredible in this, and they really... I think they really think they own the last own. five episodes, yeah. but, oh, my goodness, Tim Roth, well done, you. Because <laughs> what... What a performance. And you sort of kind of love him a bit, don't you? Even though he's... Oh, I totally not, let's him. say it, he's a nasty bastard. But, yeah. And he's also... He was a complete um, loose cannon maverick during filming, which he pretty much... Um, did, you, did we quote In what way? We went to the Q&A, didn't we, together? No, or but you told me he was it? on I'm good sorry. form. Ebulent, you said. As I, uh, uh, as I say, every single week, I went to the launch of this show. Did I mm. say it even when we reviewed it? Probably. Yeah, let's just stay with it. But he, he was... He, he himself said that he was quite difficult on set in terms of he would challenge the script if he thought something that his character was asked to do didn't have a justification for it psychologically. He would challenge that. And he was talking... It was quite unusual to see an actor admit or kind of unashamedly say, yeah, I am like that. I will challenge the writer and the director. Good. Yeah, And so in the end... And in the end, I think it worked because what they've come up with is... is I've watched... I'm still on five. Yeah. Um, come on. Yeah, maybe this weekend I might have time. Well, what I'm hoping... Arsenal aren't playing this weekend, so... Oh, you okay. can do it. Yeah. What I'm hoping is that... He, it's not like with Benedict Cumberbatch saying that he was as close to his character in Child in Time. Oh. Because if Tim Roth is <laughs> any way close to his character, because he I goes mind so it. nuts oh. in this. I'd like to hang Kay, out with that Kay character. Kay likes a bad boy, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, always. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how tall well. is he? No, it's not that tall, I don't think, the Roth. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, but uh, I mean, heightest of you to even ask. Mm. There's nothing wrong yeah, with the, exactly. What's You're wrong? What is man. wrong with a short? I, look, I like the shorties too, but. You say that, knowing fully that I'm five foot five and a half. <laughs> Listen, this is a short podcast. We're all five foot, okay? <laughs> it's not um, sure yet if we go over an hour. No. Oh, see. Can I also mention, though, that I watched Baby Driver? You can mention whatever the hell you like. Which I'm really... I know you loved it. And I'm really surprised because Second I... Second best film of the year. Well, shall I tell you why I'm so surprised you liked it? Why? Because it's essentially a musical. Yeah, but Ooh. it hasn't got people... No. ...suddenly running up to each other, H breaking uh, out into song and singing a song in hold the middle of the action. Minute. Boyd... <laughs> I'm going to correct you now. Your, your palm actually, is up in my face. It has a lot of coordinated moves from Ansel Elgort. So it actually is very much like a musical. And he coordinates that with the music, which is basically... This is my test of a musical, like you're saying. Okay. Do they sing singy talk? No, they don't. No, they right, don't. It's not a musical. But it is a musical of sorts. It is a musical of sorts. Do you know what? I'm going to agree with you. It is a musical of sorts. It's my favourite kind of musical where they don't suddenly burst into song. <laughs> Instead, brilliantly, yeah, the whole thing, you're right. I know what you're saying. It's soundtracked time so that every single scene pretty much is is to a, an actual song, but it's classic songs. So, you know, you've stuff put, from... You've put me off this. I'm you sorry. should watch it, because no, I'd like you to watch know it, you think. There's no people singing to them, though. No, because I hate musicals. Yeah, so do saying... I. But no, it's the best kind of musical. It's a musical for people who don't like musicals, Kay. 
Okay, fine. Watch it. I might give it a go. That's out soon. on. Maybe we'll do that one. That's out in a few weeks. You've watched it probably on American iTunes or something. That's, that is available on American iTunes. Yeah, I watched, yeah. It, on Amer- yeah, I watched yeah. it on American iTunes. But it is yeah, on I watched that on American <laughs> iTunes. Um, yeah, that's where I watched it. It is on actual UK iTunes and DVD soon in this country. And, and maybe we'll do it there because this is my second favourite film of the year. I'll have to switch my iTunes accounts around to my English one and then I'll watch it on Perfect. Yeah. Kay, what have you been uh, indulging in? Dr. Foster. Oh, now, yes. last week, and I won't reveal what happened because some people are still catching up, there was a big yeah. shock twist where, I mean, let's just say anti-back wipes are needed, right? <laughs> oh. And all of that happened, and I was like, oh, my God, where can they go from this? You know, it's crazy. Now, on the Tuesday, so we're coming out on Tuesday, but if you're not watching it, it's on the 26th, is the penultimate episode. Yes. And it's gone quickly. It, and it really deals with... It's basically all centered around Tom, the son, and oh. what he's seen, what he's heard, how he's feeling. And Gemma going into like mama bear mode is actually, I think, a far more terrifying prospect than a spurn lover. And it's it's incredible. So what what episode are we on? Because I need to, I've only watched so episode this is four. One. Four is effect, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's tonight on BBC so One. If, uh, Tonight is, is four. Yeah, there are okay. only five. So just to catch you all up, and lied about watching the first series, and I've only watched the first episode of um, the, this one. Okay. So I've got three to catch up. You've on. got a big joy to because yeah. I think binging on this. Is, wait till the whole thing is finished, and then watch all Do the four whole thing hours because it's a pretty heady, tense, intense mix. Mm. I mean, I've I've now finished it. I've watched the whole thing, so I know what happens in the end. But I can't even discuss it because even to address. The thing that happens in it, yeah, it would be to spoil it. I mean, even to yeah, mention it, it's really don't hard. Even think it. Don't so even I'm not even thinking about it. All I will say is, no, I thought it was a fantastic ending. I thought it was a oh, really, really, yeah, I just thought it was people. People may complain, but it just is completely... Because you, you end up, ah, oh, that's what it was about all along. So the third episode was I'll quite say. provocative. Mm, and yes. is it is it more provocative than that? It's is not, it, not in, in a different... No, it moves on from provocation, yeah. if you like, to much more important stuff. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Can, I, can yeah. you not leave it at that and answer my question, <laughs> yeah. which is, does it leave it open for a third series then? Um, in, I mean, technically, yes, but I don't think... I think it also feels like a very much a, a Natural stop. end point. Yeah. Mm. And the fact I've read, I think Saran Jones in an interview said something like, you know, she said it feels very much like an, an ending, the, the end point. But, you know, there... It could you could catch up in a few years' time mm. with it. In a okay. Way. Yeah. We've what, said too much already. Yeah, that is kind We've of said too much. Well, they don't all die. You know, I mean, that would <gasps> what? They don't all die. That's a spoiler. So there. some die. Oh no, I'm not even saying any don't die. I'm I, saying I did but say the only thing said that would, too much. The only thing that was the idea that to say that there could be another series is a spoiler it would only be if they all died, wouldn't it? So you know, if you, one major character survives, and I'm not saying anyone dies or anything, that's room enough for another Boy, series. I'm going to say it again. We've said too I've much. I've got myself Let's into just, a hole, haven't really I? I've have. dug into a hole. Apologies. What have you been watching, Boydo? Thanks, Kay. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, well, I was going to mention a book. I've what? got it here in my hand. Uh, to holding prove in my hand. that you've read it. Well, you've read all of that. No. I'm, I'm showing up the book, the Robbie Williams book, Reveal, mm-hmm. which is written by Chris Heath, and it is 500 pages. Yeah, that's why I was shocked. If quite literally 500 pages, but I'm about halfway through. It is riv- it's really addictive, and I, I'm a huge fan. So Chris Heath, who's a journalist who writes about famous people he interviews famous people in fact he's interviewed Harrison Ford in the new I think it's American GQ and the interview's online Ooh. and it's at, it's one of the best interview with Harrison Ford you'll ever read really so that's one I, why I, is he so good just he very just, thorough he hang, what he does is he hangs out he gets you know old school interviewer so he gets to hang out with them for like days on end so Harrison right. Ford 
you know, they're like hanging out for about 10 days practically, on and off, you know. Right. Um, so you won't just do an hour. Like, you know, if we get an hour with mm. someone, we're like absolutely privileged. If I, if I get, you know, round table and I get Ten one minutes. question to ask, <laughs> you know, Kit Harrington next week, then I will. That'll be joyous. You, you, sorry. Yeah, you I've got a round table with Kit Harrington next week. It's exciting, isn't it? Anyway. Um, just how he rolls. Just how I roll. So... This, so Chris Heath years ago wrote a book called Feel about Robbie Williams. Did either of you read yes, that? Yes, I did. Yes. Big Which Robbie was a classic, fan. Wasn't it? It's one of yeah. the classic celebrity biographies ever. Right. So it's basically him hanging out with Robbie for uh, over a year mm. and observing what he's like and what happens to him in that time. And this is, he does the same thing again, albeit this is, I think, about 10 years probably later, maybe, or five, six, seven years later. And it's just 500 pages of him observing. And because Robbie is such a complicated, mm-hmm. fascinating character, you know, he, you know, he's an egomaniac, but now he's got a wife and kids. So it's, uh, it's all about, has he, he really down. changed? Has he, has he settled down? And it's... And, and it is just so addictive, the way he writes and observes what happens in his life, all the people he meets, all the... What's the best about... thing you've read so far? Robbie's very funny about how watching TV with his wife is difficult, British TV particularly, because he's slept with pretty much every woman on TV. <laughs> Seriously, no. says that, yeah. And then they, they start giving examples, it's really funny. Oh, brilliant. Like who? And it, um, so this book does reveal, it's called Reveal, and it yeah, does reveal it a lot. It is revealing, yeah, it is really revealing, yeah. Yeah, I love I love a book that delivers. Yeah, it really does. It you know it's and and even and fi- I have to say I think I don't think the original was five hundred pages. Feel I think this one is it is people are going to say people are review. I haven't read any reviews. Yet. I think it's out already. I think it just came out. Um, the critics, if they review, it, are going to say, "Oh, it's too indulgent," and you know we don't need five hundred pages of Robbie, you know, angsting about stuff. But actually, because the writing do. is so good, yeah, mm. and what and his life is so intrinsically interesting. You kind of, I just carry on reading it. So, yeah. What I'm, is I'm the RRP? You. Yes, you can. What is the RRP? The, oh, it's, it's, it's out in now. Hardback. It's in hardback. It's uh, published by Blink Publishing and it is 20 of your English pounds. 20, uh, just 20, not 19.99. Just pure 20. 20 pure it's quite 20. A lot, actually, but isn't I imagine, it? Well, yeah, a big note. You know what happens is you go to a bookshop. I think if you went to, I don't know, Smith's or something, I bet it'll be discounted. Oh, you'll get a twofer. You'll get, yeah. You'll get a twofer. twofer. Yeah. Or a twofer. Also, are you not going to mention the fact that we went to the cinema? Oh my God, yes! To I've watch written Kingsman. it down. I've written it down. Okay. Kay and I went to the premiere, premiere. Yes. <laughs> of Kingsman: colon, The Golden Circle. You were all fancy was... dressed up, did you? No. No, that's all you. Well, Kay did. My fun, but I, I just brought two. I was in my sneaks. Yeah. But they were very glitzy. It was a very glitzy affair, wasn't it? it Everyone was, there was, was glitz. there. Yeah. It was. It was exciting, my wasn't it? My favourite, Julianne Moore. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> She's amazing. She is incredible. Yeah, and Elton John, of course, who's in it. And I mean. We, we would review it, but it was out now. Kingsman came out on mm. Friday. Just give so. us a, a mini review. But all I'd say is, I enjoyed it, but and I loved Elton John. Elton John was by far my favourite thing about it. Oh. So in, it in it, he is kidnapped by Julianne Moore's um, evil villainess. They're the two best characters. Yeah, and he's in it. You know, he's in it for like four or five scenes. Not just he's not just a blinking numerous cameo, playing himself in furious mode, telling everyone <laughs> to f off and leave him alone. <laughs> and using the c word, I think. And c word. Mm, and at the end, slight spoiler alert: fighting. Actual fighting he with is, Elton John. He it's is hilarious. Yeah. Amazing. To the tune of Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting. <laughs> I mean, it's, right. subtlety isn't, isn't the strong point of the Kingsman films in any way. Anyway, it's, it's, it's fun, isn't it? I mean, it is this way is too long. It's Kingsman the Golden Circle. The go- it's two and a half hours long, which is mm. preposterous. It's very long. And also, I just need to get something off my chest. There do is it. one scene in there. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not going to spoil it. It's to do with Poppy Delavine, who's mm-hmm. in it. And it is just so graphic. I cannot believe they've included it. I was it's, actually shocked. It's Nudity. rude. It's crass. Rude. Crass. You remember? Did you watch the first Kingsman? No. Uh, well, I've not famously, any of them. famously, the first Kingsman ends on a very rude joke 
about this woman in that's in jail in jailed in in a jail cell and it's all about it's about sexual act and it's a famously rude kind of you know gratuitous joke which then she that woman ends up being of course his girlfriend slash fiance in this film but and so and I I interviewed Taryn Edgerton how many name drops have I done so I mean far? Um, about seven thousand. I interviewed Taron for the film, for uh, and he was say, and he did say there's an even bigger, more gratuitous, rude scene, and that's what he's talking about. Well, you know what? I actually read another interview that wasn't by you, but was so it well, was inferior. Thus, yeah. and he said he felt really uncomfortable with that scene yes. so much so he talked to Vaughan Guy, Va- Matthew Vaughan, Matthew yeah. Vaughan about it, Guy and he didn't do the scene. And oh. so the person, the other person involved in the scene was actually Poppy Delevingne's husband. Oh. So bear that in mind when you're watching it, everyone. And oh, that's a good, that's a yeah. good fact. God, you didn't tell me that. I feel now. I feel furious. sorry, man. I don't furious. want to. Anyway, don't want to bring you down. But we enjoyed it, didn't we? It was. It was. It was. It was a good romp. It was it's like it's fun. Yeah, it's it's silly. It's, it's, it's like I mean, the whole idea of the Keystone films, I guess, is like to go back to the days when James Bond, like you know, Octopussy or Moonraker or whatever, was fun and preposterous. Mm-hmm. And so they are preposterous. And there is there's a ski lodge <laughs> chase thing that's completely like on a Majesty's Secret Service. Mm. And I thought that was really good, like a proper James Bond. Stunt. Not all of it makes sense, but I don't think oh. it has to. None of it makes sense. Yeah. It, the whole premise doesn't make any sense, but it is fun. I, I would, I would recommend well, it. Well, anything with Julianne Moore in is amazing. Yeah, so she's I'm sure it's absolutely great. legendary. And actually, she might be cropping up again next week. Yeah, we're going to see after. a new film, new film of hers in a few weeks' time. Yeah, mm. yeah. We'll let you wait with bated breath. Well, somebody, naming, no I've, one's going to say the title. Well, I've named it now. Oh, Suburbicon. And you've actually yeah. seen it. I was yeah, wondering why you're so shocked. I know. I was just. I didn't know whether we were saying, "Oh, we are going to see it," or you know, we're going to reveal. Very much have seen it. We saw it last night. Spoiler. We slightly talked over each other there, apologies. Sorry, Miranda. Let's go on, shall we, to the meat yes. of the podcast. Bring it on. And I think it's an annual event, isn't it, The Apprentice? I um, don't remember The Apprentice last year. It was on. It's definitely been on every year for the last, like, 15 sure. years or whatever. Okay. Are you a fan, uh, Steph? I've dipped in and out. I very okay. much was in when they when it was the Tom Nail File year. You know, oh, and yeah, who now yeah. you made the what about badge, the badge. Yeah, I dip in and out. There's, Katie Hopkins. Yeah, let's uh, never forget. Lest we forget the show, mm. the Alan spawn, biggest crime. The, yeah, the show that spawned the devil. Mm. Yeah, K- Katie, Katie Hopkins. Can so, you fan? What you? I love The Apprentice. Right, that's good. So I thought we'd be good to get our Apprentice feelings out on mm. out on the table love, first. Oh, I have a fundamental problem with The Apprentice, which we can get to. Oh, um, of course you do. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Katie's a fan. I. I think I, I think I'm right to say I've never missed an episode. I don't think I've ever missed an episode. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So an addict, an apprentice addict. You could say, yeah, I'm yeah. a I'm a I'm a big devotee. Yeah, I think it's great. I love it. Um, I mean, some some series obviously are better than mm. others. So the question this will be is how good is this series? Um, who wants to? I mean, we all know the format by the now, format. don't we? But there are there were little things they did differently, didn't they, Kayla, like, in this episode, which I thought was refreshing. Let me remind you. Yeah. Okay, you're like, looking at me like your man like, mad. It's exactly the same. Well, I'll tell you a few things they did differently. Mm. They brought in. The previous winners of the last few oh, years, yeah. yes, at the beginning, into the boardroom. Yeah, they no, do. that's a new thing. That is a new thing. Yeah, go on, carry on. Okay, I'm, I'm giving, trying to answer. give them credit for doing a few fresh things. So yeah. they bring in, you meet all the contestants. How many are there? 18, mm. I think. Are there? Wow. 18, yeah. 18, loads. So you, you meet all the 18 of them. They're all sitting there, you know, spouting nonsense. And, and, and Alan Sugar's like, Lord Sugar's talking about them, about their CVs and mm. making fun of them. And then he, for, as a surprise, he goes, right, I'm gonna, and he brings in the ones, they, the ones who have won since the format change where he invests 250 grand in their business. Because mm. it used to be, in the, back in the day, you didn't do you that. Get it was just, it was, you got mm. a job. You got a job, right, exactly. So he brings in the factory. In and, the Amstrad factory, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. And he's kind of making the point 
and I felt very much he was making a point that because a lot they get criticised a lot, like you know, in the in the tabloids often do stories about oh so and so whatever happened to them, yeah, whatever happened, you know, nothing ever happened. But he makes the point they're all having amazing success. Although having said that, the last year's winner, if you notice, they're like she just went, yeah, yeah. So um, we've been developing an idea, and I'm really excited about it. Like, what is the idea, love, and how much have you made? I didn't get. I thought that I didn't get take what you've got from that at all. I thought actually the point he was making because he starts off with this whole thing about Brexit that he was saying actually you know what it's just we've got Brexit but we are we should invest in small businesses and these are the small businesses oh, yeah, he that makes I've that helped. point as well he sure wants Brexit investing in it. Yeah. yeah he sure wants Brexit into it as well to make it seem yeah. topical yeah that's true yeah there was a little a Brexit moment I thought that was quite surprising because you have to be really careful don't you with the BBC about mm. being I almost yeah. thought he was being being anti-Brexit but he was quite he was quite careful so there was that so you, you met those those guys the recent mm. winners and then there was the other slight thing where in the past um, you've seen them talking about making all the decisions about who's going to be team leader in the first meeting. And then they, he, the, the people who selected chose to be team leader did it in front of him oh. in the, in the uh, board. Yeah. It was a minor change, yeah, it's a, but I even mean, that was semi-refreshing. And I then mean, they got to talk about, was, all right, I'm trying to give it I credit. could barely remember that. That was. <laughs> See, that's how much of a devotee I am. You really are. I know, it's these tiny little <laughs> details. Mm. And then there's the, you get the great scene where they choose each other, the oh, team the names. names. Oh, God. Yeah. Which is always gold. Yeah. Would you like me to get onto my fundamental problem with the series The Apprentice? Oh, you're looking at me like you're already bored with me no, explaining these No, I'm not at all. I, would just, I think that this I should get onto it early so you can we can get into it. Steph, what is your problem? Right. What's your beef? What's my beef? Okay, here's my... It's not really a problem. It's, maybe it's just a question. Right, and maybe... I don't really know. Like, okay... <laughs> Why are these that was people a br- going... Can I just say, I, I know I'm interrupting, which is against Miranda Sawyer's advice, but you did literally go, uh, well, I don't know, wait, hold on, yeah, well. I just Come on, spit it out, you can do it. Come on. I'm not sure I have any understanding of what, what the motivation is for any of, apart from fame, of them, any of these people to go on it, because it's the motivation supposed to be that they build their business, oh. but they all lardy-dar about how much their te- profit oh. they make and their businesses they've already got. So what are they doing? They want to be on TV, yeah. of course. So it's that. Oh. Fame, I mean, fortune, even, yeah. possible investment. But I don't even a debate. Uh, it's the okay. only person who's still maintaining this is some kind of serious business opportunity is Alan Sugar, and he's only doing it for the pretense of the well, show. Well, I was with Alan, because I was like, oh, surely. But they've got to, because they have to hand him yeah. their business propositions, yeah. don't they? Mm. Yeah, which is hilarious They're, as they well. They are, but they are. Like, like they can't, they can't be sent them first. <laughs> but, they, but they are business people, aren't they? They, they do Most have to have them, a certain yeah. amount of a- business acumen. Yeah, some of them have got like businesses worth millions, and you think clearly the only reason they're doing it is to get fame, to be on yeah. TV, to be the new Katie Hopkins. Oh yeah, oh. honestly, he the, the that best, can be no one's aspiration. But every year they do a launch of this show every year, right? Mm-hmm. And he and he and he does a Q and A afterwards, and every time some brave journalist says this is just a reality TV show for wannabes isn't it and he gets furious with them and he goes no 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 it's a problem it's, it's bullshit it's not a princess program it's a reality TV show full of wannabe doofuses but I still love it that's why I love okay. it because you've got this weird clash where he's still maintaining this pretense you know that, so the first task for example is they have to make burgers don't they? Yeah. So they yeah. have to decide which kind so of. So we should say they split in. Do they? I can't remember. Do they normally get split into yeah. girls and yeah. boys, boys in the first episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they split boys. into girls. Yeah. Girl do fight. Yeah. Male do fight. Yeah. Yeah. They get tasked with having to go and make burgers and sell them. Either sell, cook them and sell them to um, 
people wherever they want to go yeah. and then sell on like prepackaged ones, don't they? So they can do they can do both ways. And brilliantly, of course, one team chooses to go to Brixton in London mm. where no one is around after lunch. After lunch. After lunch. Key lunch. point, after lunch. Brilliant. Takes way too long making the effing burgers because they're oh, idiots. Gosh. And the other team does actually go to Canary Wharf and manage to sell burgers. So, but even that task is classic for me. What What is that testing about entrepreneurship? It's testing. I think, Can you make a nice burger? No. No, no they have no. to get, they have to buy it, the meat. They have to do oh, the package. negotiation of price. Yeah, prices of meat, organisation, getting them all to listen and actually do what the effing men are be doing, i.e. <laughs> Making the burgers. Mm. Can I? My question is, like, who who is testing for stuff like E. coli? <laughs> right? Because they're, they are making these worried. burgers, yeah. and they're like barely cooking them. I know. Like these cows are pretty yeah. much getting up off the griddle, and I'm like, yeah. Who? I was thinking there could be a class suit, class action yeah, suit if, if someone got food poisoning Someone's against the BBC the slash. <laughs> Well, <laughs> the apprentice. Yeah. But the amazing thing about it is you get all these people that are supposed to be business people. Well, they are business people. They all have had to prove that on some level. I know what you're saying you think it's a bit of a farce, but on some level they have had to show some business acumen. They, none of them, not a single one has any common sense. Yeah, that's the joy oh, of the yeah. show. No of common sense. They're all yeah. stupid. Yeah, absolutely. And together... And they spout you, nonsense. They, all of them. The more of Can them I... they are, the more stupid yeah. they are. Yeah, and so you've got this, but that's what I love about it. it it's I'm I like I mean I do, I like the format. I like you know I like the fact that they send out to these ridiculous stuff. My favourite ones, and you know, are when every year there's the ad task, right? So, you know, in <laughs> one day they're supposed to create a brand of something, create a TV ad for it on no money whatsoever, direct it, star in it, cast mm. it, put it on TV, and create a thing as well. It's like that's not testing your entrepreneurship again. It's testing your multi-skilled multitasking of something that can't be done in a million years in the real world. And a good but it's the fun of the show. To. I bet Richard Branson could do that. No, he couldn't. He could. not what he's going on about Richard Branson. <gasps> anyway, okay. the whole thing is a farce, but that's the joy Richard of it. Branson. And again, I come back to the brilliant contradiction between Alan Sugar being all pompous about how it's brilliantly, you know, brilliantly looking at business acumen. No, it's not. It's just loads of doofs running around being idiots. I want to talk about two specific doofers. Oh, please. Defy. Jeff Wan, 28, business yes. analyst, who yeah. says he throws people under the bus, over the bus, he takes the wheel, and he'll get the investment from Lord Sugar. Now, basically, describe himself as a bus driver. <laughs> He's an idiot. And Elizabeth McKenna, yeah. oh, 39, Elizabeth. right? It's all about she Elizabeth. She is a florist chain owner, and she describes herself as the pottiest woman in the room. Right, so obviously Saka immediately. She's the Miranda Hart of, of, (laughs) and Miranda, not the real Miranda Hart, the character of Miranda, but not as likeable. Imagine an unlikable, annoying Miranda. She's Miranda Hart in that she's tall, I'd say. Very little comparison otherwise. No, she thinks thinks she's hilarious. I'm holding the pen. Speak. You're doing what they did, which did upset me about this. You're bullying her. I did not enjoy that. They picked on her, and I Why, did not like that. Her? You're saying don't spoil it. Remember? Wait a minute, okay. Wait a minute. How are we bullying? No, her? no, no. I know what you mean. That's there a serious was a bit accusation. Of... I want to be. I want to. <laughs> Hold her to account. Why, You're bullying, why are we bullying her. You're her? just saying bad things about her. And I don't what, like that it. What? That she's like Miranda Hart? No. Before that, <laughs> what did you say? I just I, all I said was she's like Miranda, but not as funny. And I'm not. No, I'm not bullying her. I'm being slightly unfair. Be nice. She she is, but she does That's say. That's actually like, correct, though. She's not as funny as Miranda Hart. Yeah, it's actually correct. The thing about her, Steph, is that she. Is a bit to use your word. She's a bit of a bully herself, and she actually locks horns with a lot of the women, and a lot of the tension comes between her and, for example, a, a woman called Siobhan. So, and also, 
I mean, I agree with you. They do gang up on her. They do. I think I feel the word bully is slightly overused, though. I think ganging up and bullying is different. I think if someone's annoying, then yeah. people, they do. And this is her quote from from the press pack. Her official quote is: "My big feet are good for two things: getting me into trouble, as they're as big as my mouth, and they also kick butt." I mean, if you're going to go is on that TV person, and talk can nonsense, you defend that then? person? I just felt sorry for her in this first episode. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair I liked enough. one last thing. I the did like Karen Brady yeah. getting on her feminist high horse, which I agreed with when one of the women suggested that only the hot women in that group should sell to men in Canary Wharf. Yeah, that was incredible. That was incredible. Never cross the braiding. Never cross the braiding. What do you, uh, do you think, because I, you know, in the glory days, of course, you know, of when, before the Karen Brady, now it's Karen Brady and Claude Littner, mm-hmm. who are his lieutenants who kind of follow them around. And I do miss... Margaret and Nick. Margaret and Nick, Dream I really team. do. Cause, and it's an interesting difference now, because at one point they show both of them, Claude and um, uh, Karen, kind of talking the same way that the contestants talk, kind of showing off about themselves. Do you see that, do you yeah, know that bit? Do you yeah. remember the beginning? Like she says, I'm going to follow them around. I've got eyes in the back of my head. Yeah. You'd never have got no, Margaret. Never, Margaret would never Cass, have said that. you haven't got eyes in your back of no, your head. No, she hasn't. No one has. Biologically, that's no, not possible. No, it's not possible. And I just thought, oh no, we don't, I don't want that. It's all try a bit, try hard. Whereas mm. back in the day, Nick and Margaret had such dignity, didn't they? <laughs> oh do you know what I mean? God. In the face of... Gravitas. Uh, yeah. Good, great word, yes. Yes, Margaret would never utter those words. No. So I think you know that, it's nonsensical. Yeah, they should. They were always silent observers, weren't they? Silent observers. And actually, Nick conveyed a lot with his eyebrows. An arched eyebrow, yeah. And I miss Claude Littner, you know, when he was brilliant in the, in the penultimate episode every year. Go with through the interviews. CVs. Yeah, when they'd interview them. And he was terrifying. Mm. Mercilessly pulled them apart. Yeah. Now like I feel, I'm not, I'm not scared of him anymore. So Ooh. yeah, my one issue with I like it. You, I like you saying that to his face, Boyd. Well, think you? I'd be terrified if I met him. But <laughs> much as I love the show and the format, I do feel the glory days were with those two rather than these mm. two. I'm not particularly not that keen on Karen Brady. I think she's slightly annoying. I thought every single person... <laughs> that's taking part in this show was very stupid. <laughs> um, I did. And I, they all, they, none of them seemed to be able to speak properly or just like get across in any way what, in a nice way. Everyone's, I mean, it's just Passag meets Passag constantly, isn't oh, it? The whole, the, you could call it the Passag the, Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. Though, I mean, having said that, there was a, yeah, a little bit of aggression from our friend Elizabeth and Siobhan. But anyway, I'm obsessed yes, with these two. Elizabeth's going to be a big but, character. Okay, but the thing about, Elizabeth wasn't the, what, the aggressor. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was Siobhan who kept saying stuff to her. And others, going up. Yeah, yeah. there was anyway, a bully situation. Before we spoil the whole thing, um, let's give our star ratings for The Apprentice, series 722, <laughs> part one, K. Four and a half stars. Can I say who's my favourite? Of course you can. I, really... I mean, it won't mean anything okay, to people who haven't watched it yet and it's not on for another week. But Watch out for Sarah Lynn because I thought she was brilliant in this episode. Sarah, oh yeah, she yeah. was good. Yeah, she was brilliant, yeah, and she was actually probably the only one who I didn't think was stupid. So watch out for Charlie, back. Charlie Burns as well in terms of okay, ultra. Just doof. watch out for all of ultra them. Ultra do for Charlie Burns. No, just Sarah Lynn. Just Sarah okay. Lynn. She's the one. I'm gonna uh, how many stars though? Four. Um, four. It's a four and a half for me. Mm. Yeah. Let's move on to. Is it a sharp contrast? Because you always say it's a sharp contrast. This yeah. one isn't though. What's the contrast like? Well, it's a pretty sharp it's... contrast. We're going I think to the this drama. Is medium. Really? Yeah. What from from the reality TV show about ultra doofuses to a period drama set in 1960s set sharp, in the Yemen or I think the sharp contrast is going to come between this one and then and Sing. There's a sharp contrast between the second and third oh, things. Oh okay, yeah. interesting. Oh, just, I like. I'm just saying no okay, yeah. medium contrast. contrast. Yeah, medium contrast. You're right. The sharper contrast yeah. will definitely be that segue from yeah. the last It's a blunt contrast. Yeah. Here. Now I've printed the last post uh, starts next Sunday. It's the it's next it's the new Sunday night six part period drama and um, it's written by Peter Moffat. 
And I was about to explain what it's about, but I feel I'm doing that far too much, and so I'm going to turn to one of you two to explain what it's about. Who is bold and brave enough to summarise the general gist of the last post? Kay. I will do it. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, so um, it's set in Yemen, as you said, and it's in the barracks where the British have been... um, fighting and it's basically I, I think it's like a domestic drama because while they focus on the officers it's also about the wives who are living with them um, in the barracks and how they're coping the central character is called Ed Lathwaite played by Stephen Campbell Moore who yes. was Charles in The Child in Time yes he was that the was, weird one who went a bit mad yeah he was the, um, the, a- the agent wasn't he the literary yeah, agent, agent slash MP yeah. minister who, yeah, brilliant. who went bonkers when yeah. is that out again Child in Time was out if you, well it was on Sunday Right, okay, so so if, you're, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, list, it'll be on the iPlayer. You'll have had the joy of watching it. So yes. Yeah. And yeah. We, we waxed lyrical about it last week. But it is week two, two Sundays in a row for Stephen Campbell Moyes. Yes, carry yeah. on, Kay. Double whammy for him. Anyway, he's the central character. And his wife is called Alison, who's a drunk. Um, who is, they're both very frustrated with their lives. He's frustrated because he's been overlooked for a um, promotion. And she's frustrated because she's clearly not in love with him anymore and she has an affair with a fellow officer and so it's mainly the story about them but also about everything that's going on with the officers because the other thing to mention about Ed is that he has a source who's telling him that actually the British is going to be under attack um, they are what are they they are the police they're the Royal military police yeah yes. they're going to get attacked and no one is taking him seriously and they think he's just bitter from not getting this promotion um, but actually as it transpires they are in danger, and it's about all the fellow officers and how they cope with that. Indeed, and we should say that um, uh, his, the, Jessica Rain plays from Out of Call, Call the Midwife. Yeah, uh, plays the drunken wife in, a, in an interesting role for her because she usually plays quite, I think, like straight lace store. You know, kind of fairly not not particularly outrageous characters. This mm. is quite a she's quite a lush. She's like quite it. a lush, yeah, mm. and she's kind of flirting with other people, and perhaps even doing more. Yeah. Oh, and also Jesse Buckley, who was Sonia in War and Peace, if you may remember. Yes. And is famously going out with James Norton, lucky yes. lady. She's in this as well as a very, um, she's kind of a very silly wife of the new officer who has been promoted over Ed. She's going out with James Norton. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I, when I heard about this, when I was sent the press release, this, I thought I'm not, it doesn't sound that interesting. You know, like a period, a drama set in 1960-61 about. British army people in the Middle East. Mm. I was thinking, why isn't it about British army people now in the Middle East? But then, of course, it does draw parallels because there's, you know, they're terrorists effectively, aren't they? Mm, yeah. And the, and the, why the British there? It's all kind of the end of the empire. So there are parallels between then and now. And then I read the key for me was I, I found out that Peter Moffat who wrote it, it's based, it's autobiographical. So he oh. was the the son of an officer in the Royal Military Police, and his mother did struggle with having to be the wife of an army man, you know, and, the, and, the, and a lot of it is about how the women, so all these professional army men go to this, to this amazingly hot, it's like, it, visually it's all about how hot it is, isn't it? It's like mm. relentlessly... It's beautifully shot. Beautifully shot, but it's relentlessly hot and miserable and there's, you know, there's, it's, it's very difficult unless you're kind of working, what do you do? You kind of, mm. so there's a lot of bored women around and what do they get, and, and it's making that point, the difference between the men and the women. And that made, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I actually watched it and, and it is, Beautifully made, isn't yeah. it? And I, kind I of, loved it. I actually yeah, really enjoyed go. it. Yeah. And I th- it's true about the women just being kind of like, some of them there, you know, not even really wanting to be or, you know, right. beyond their control because actually Jessie Buckley's character, who is the new wife of this guy who has been promoted over Ed, it's 
a week after they got married, and that's yeah. essentially a honeymoon. And they've only known each other, seemingly, not, not very long. Yeah. He's clearly got some kind of secret. Yeah, but I, I wasn't keen on him. No, he's, a, he's an interesting figure, because they don't know each other very well. They make that clear. There's a lot of lines of dialogue where she makes it clear, oh, I need to know, find out more about you, and she's married mm-hmm. him. And you think, oh, what is he concealing? There's definitely something that you don't find out, by the way, in episode one yet. Essentially um, a Tinder date. Yeah, Tinder date, yeah. There's, yeah. All, there's all kinds of think, clues that it might be. And um, I, I, was much, I was very surprised by how much more interesting it was in reality than what I thought when I just got the press release. Yeah, it's much more layered than you originally. Because when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, God, this is boring. But I, well, I did think that. I was like, oh, this is boring. And I did think this is Sunday night, send you to sleep, kind of. Just you can watch it, but it's like... But actually, the female, female friendships are really, really interesting because, as Kay was alluding to, the, the job of these women really is go wherever their husbands go and you get a bit of that sense like, oh, these women have been with each other for a long time because wherever their husbands are posted, they have to go. And of course that's going to take its toll on a lot mm. of their marriages. And there's a, there's, there is a marriage in there that seems very solid. I can't remember what yeah. the... Um, she's a pregnant yeah, Ben one. Miles and his wife, yeah. who's, the, who's, so, the, who's the boss. Yeah, and so that, that seems very boss solid. Boss of the army. It's, it's very clever in that it looks at female friendships, it mm. looks at male friendships, mm. and then the intertwining love triangles between them. Yeah. So actually it's very it's a very multi-layered drama. Is, yeah. Duty, dignity. Right. Of, yeah. And it's not... Because co- you were saying it's a classic Sunday night drama, but actually I, I don't think... It, it's it not a cosy one though, is it? It's not no. like a, it's not a heartbeat. You know, it's it's a much heartbeat. more yeah, it's a much more um, gritty, realistic drama with something to say. I think it's trying to say stuff about you know about all kinds of things, like about the empire, the end of the British Empire, the sixties. It, it's so one of the things that is going to evolve slowly is that women are, are trying to realise they're being much put upon by their bloody husbands and they should have rights as well and all of that. Mm. So the change of social dynamics of the world are changing and that is being reflected in the drama. So I think it's much more, it's got much more meat to it, like this yeah, podcast, maybe, than the average yeah. Sunday night drama. Yeah, maybe. I really, really like I this. I think it's, very, it's something I'd be very, very happy to see on a Sunday night. Okay. I, I think for me, it's, it, it is right in the Sunday night slot. I wouldn't, put it on any other day. Oh. No, I wouldn't. Oh. I just wouldn't. I can imagine, I'll tell you what, I can imagine this is going to be on at my mum's house. Like, they will love this. They will They will absolutely but eat when, this all uh, up. when your mum sees the rumpy pumpy between, say, she the characters, is, which she, is there for all to see, she she'd be fine handle, with that? Sally can, can she? handle a bit of rumpy okay. pumpy. All right. Yeah. Sunday, night, Sunday night sex? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's fine. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, there's sex in it, okay? There is. I know, I just don't like talking about Steph's mum and the word sex. Oh, no, no, I wasn't referring well, to Well, the very fact that I'm here means that she's had it before, so it's wow. fine. Spoiler. <laughs> you really liked it. How many stars are you giving it? I really liked it. it. Can't get enough of a Yemen drama. I'm giving it four and a half stars. Four and a half. Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid four, but I'm definitely going to carry on watching. We should say the Yemen back in that period was called Aden. Yeah. Yeah. Just a fact for you. It's set in Aden in the, in the early 60s, which is now known oh. as the Yemen. Oh, you, from, you get everything from this podcast, let's just say. Yeah. You get absolutely everything. Uh, Yemen-based facts. Yeah, Yemen-based it's, facts. It's a four star from me. And uh, from you, Stephanie Seenan? It's a four star from me, but I'd like to say that I think Jessica Rain is a five star because she's absolutely excellent She's in great. This. this is one of my favourite things she's ever done, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's very, very good indeed. In sharp contrast. <laughs> well done. Right, yes. This is sharp contrast. Yes. From Yemen to Sing. Or Aden. From Aden to Acapella. Yes. Sing Kolong Ultimate Acapella, to give it its full title, is the new. I mean, it's, this is quite a big deal for Sky because I think it's the first big Sky um, kind of singing based talent show for a few years now they did a dancing one didn't they that Davina hosted which oh remember. yeah what was that called street dance no. yeah I can't remember whatever just made that up 
Um, and I think recent in recent years they've kind of shied away from trying to do trying to rival you know the big ones strictly in X Factor. They've just thought I oh, will do. So they invest a lot in drama and comedy, which is great. But I think this is their biggest kind of non-scripted entertainment show they've done for years, and it's going to be on Friday nights from next Friday at nine o'clock prime time. Um, it's a big glitzy thing hosted by Cat Dealey. First thing Cat Dealey's hosted on British TV for years. She hosts So You Think You Can Dance, doesn't she? On yeah. in America, the American equivalent of Strictly. Yeah. Um, so it's so it's all. I'm saying it's all a big deal, and it is it basically the, its USP. Its ultimate selling point is that it's just for a cappella, any kind of a cappella. So it's groups, single singers. That you, there's no instruments whatsoever, Kay. Is that right? Am I right? That's absolutely correct. So it's not like X Factor where often the singers can be drowned out by loud music, backing tracks or auto-tune. And it's not like The Voice where um, they essentially have that screaming match. You know, when they're in yeah. that, those battles. Yeah, battle rounds. Oh, yeah. God. Which is, favor, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> just, it's just them and their voices. And it, but it's all, it's all established groups, isn't it? It's all groups that already existed yeah, I mean they can't. Yeah, and then some of them are more established than others. But it's a bit like yeah. it is very. The thing is most similar to is. Did you see the one that was hosted? Pitch battle. Pitch battle. Yes. With Mel. So mm. I was trying to work out what the difference is, and it's and pitch battle was just for groups, wasn't it? And they weren't pure acrobatic because they did have musical backing. They were choirs and they didn't did. they? There was an in-house band, in fact, wasn't there on pitch battle? Yeah, but right. the main thing, the difference, because I watched pitch battle. Yeah, so I really like pitch battle. Did you? The main thing about that was different about pitch battle is. They were much more focused on the judges in the way that X Factor mm. and uh, yeah, the voice true. are. It was much more. Um, you'd get immediate feedback from Gareth Malone, yeah. and they like they had guest judges, like they had Khalees on there once. And also, I think there was there was it was just much more of that familiar format with Mel and the judges yeah. and the kind of back and forth and bantery. Right. Whereas this, the judges sit very 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 high up yeah. away. They give all their scores. And there's like five of them, there's, aren't there? Yeah, and they're yeah. not well known. They're not. They're famous. not well known. They're, they're actual experts. They are yeah. experts. They are experts. We must say that. And they do all speak to their credentials very early on and tell yeah. you who they are. But oh yeah, they list their CVs. They're like, I've got a degree in this and yes. I've got a certificate for that. But then and then they have to get involved in this incredibly. Comp- it, I'm saying it's incredibly complicated because I think it is incredibly complicated scoring system that oh. goes all the way throughout it. So basically they do they they whittle the group they whittle these groups down from I think it was five, was it five, that five started? Yeah there's five groups and there's three elimination rounds. Yeah. So like um <laughs> they do like they first they do uh, first round is like a general song. Second round they do like yeah. um they have to sing a song by a musical legend. I'm just gonna interject there because after the first round they all get scored out of two hundred yeah. which is a, a it's scores that are divided 50. Are you going to get yeah, some they're, they're rated on vocals, musicality, which I thought was a word only mes- um, mentioned by um, Paloma Faith on The Ooh. Voice, which is actually rhythm and dynamics, apparently. Um, interpretation and performance. And then they total up to 200. After every round. So yeah. after every round, every group gets a score out of 200. And then, sorry, can I interrupt you? So the second round... Uh, They have to sing a song by a musical legend. In this case, it was David Bowie. And in the third round, it's the showdown between, I think, is it two or three groups who are left over from the five? From the five. But again, they've all had to endure this 200 scoring. And in between that, Kat Dealey sort of says, right, she'll get a little comment from a judge. Yeah, yeah. One of the worst things, though, is that Kat Dealey will be standing with a group that's just been singing and then she has to introduce the next group and she says 
this is the greatest group ever. And the other people are still standing on the stage and then she introduces them, which is a, a strange thing. Mm. I don't know why they do that. Do it like that. I very much welcome Kat Dealey back onto our screen. She is brilliant. <laughs> I no. like that. That was very formal of you. I welcome Kat Dealey I do. back onto our I screens. I do, I do. Because she, yeah. I think we've missed someone like her for a while. She's she very is good. Pro she is she's really, real really, pro. but she's not too slick, I don't no, think. No, 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 like, yeah, you're right. She's, she's got personality, she's very, yeah. Yeah, dynamic. She's very likable. Yeah. Would well, you remember she's Emma Willis? The glo- yes, the glory days of SMTV and CD yeah. and all that. I mean, but I'd that- forgotten because she went stateside yeah, right. and I was like, yeah. I, name drop number seven hundred and eighty-one. Oh here we go. Oh, she was at. Brace a, yourself, Steph. Um, she yeah. was at a Sky One dinner this that I went to this week, which partly was promoting this and all their other because Sky One's changing quite a lot. They're you know, have, having a revamp, and there are loads of exciting people there, like Jack Whitehall. And she was there and, and looking amazing. And it was and, and I met Anne Mensah. This is what I wanted to mention. Anne Mensah, who is like the boss of drama at Sky, said she listens mm. to this podcast. So it's a oh, shout out. Yeah. Anne? Anne Mensah. She's my favorite great person. Son. I think she's the most powerful person in drama she at She must be Sky. smart. Is it Mensah? Mensah. Anne Mensah. Uh, uh, yeah, with an H at the end. And she's oh. brilliant. She's, a lo- she's one of the nicest people in TV anyway, in, in the TV business. Ooh. you know. And she told me she watched it. She told me there's a little group of people at Sky Listen. There's a group listen. of yeah. people at Sky. It's a Sky. Don't sound so surprised. Pop- <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that's why I dropped that name, by the way, because okay. I went to the Sky dinner and that emerged. Yeah. Oh. Along with Kat Dealey back on her screens, but she is good. Yeah, so I think she it's easy to. Really good. I think yeah. it's a savvy move from them to get her back. Definitely. Really savvy. Definitely. I think it needs someone like that. Yeah. She's probably. She, yeah, and this is also, I feel like, the right time to have her back. Mm. I feel like, no, know, I well, so. this is a good yeah. time to have We've got to say as well that there, there is a music musical band on each week, mm. pros. Oh, That's the other thing I was going to say. Yes. The Sons of Pitches. That's yeah. what they're called. No, no, she's... Oh, no, no, talking no, about... You mean the in-house band? You no. mean the, the guest band? The yes. celebrities, sorry. Sorry there's, sorry, there's a guest band, and this week it was the Vamps, yes. who I have to say are pretty brave to go on and sing a cappella. But there's one point where they're singing, and as Boyd just mentioned, there is a house band called Sons, Sons of Pitches. Sons of Pitches, who so. at first when they started singing, because they sang a, bung, a bum note, I actually thought they were one of the contestants. But they, they're generally quite good. They sing together with the vamps, and at one point I couldn't distinguish who was a vamp and who was a house band. It was confusing. Can it I was just very say confusing. the Sons of Pitches performed at this dinner I went to. Ah, yes. you're so lucky. Yes, and they did. Well, they actually, did a very funny um, mashup of boy band songs mm. to to, to confuse the whole boy band issue. It was a little potted history of boy bands. So I'm like, take <gasps> that. Yeah, it was quite clever. And people were all like, oh, I know yeah, that. yeah. It was. They were good. Yeah. So it, I think it is. I was dreading it. I have to say because I think. I mean, there's just two, you know, the last thing the world needs is another vo- singing-based talent show. Let's face it, you've got The Voice, you've got The X Factor, you've got, you know, you Britain's know, Got Talent, you've got Pitch Battle, you've the, got... But, the but no, no, what I'm saying oh, is right, I didn't mind sorry. it. I enjoy, I quite enjoyed it. Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm a bit over The X Factor oh. and it's no longer a must-see <gasps> show for me. Okay. Whereas a couple of years ago, if I didn't watch The X Factor and come into work, I'd be missing out on a conversation that I'd need to be a part of. And actually... I would watch this over the X Factor. Did you watch Pitch Battle, Kay? No. Right, because that's my problem with it. Pitch Battle, I think, is a much slicker version of this. And it also had Gareth Malone, who, as we know, because the, he does all the choir programmes, who's <laughs> much loved by every... Because everyone's in the bloody choir now, aren't they? And so he's... Are you in a choir? Like, no, but my well, mum is. and is every, Yeah, and loads of people. Like, we've got our lovely Lisa Houses in the choir. Every, people are... There's a lot of choir action going on. Um, she's, our, she's our chief our son, colleague, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I think there is a big, there is still a real like love. There is a just a, there is a Sunday tea time love for um for yeah, choir sure. programs. But this is Friday nine o'clock. But right, exactly. <laughs> so I think 
pitch battle was yeah. slicker, probably mm. best done, and I loved Mel. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I liked elements of pitch battle. Can I just say, first of all, it's not coming back. You know oh. that it's been axed, yeah, officially axed by the BBC. Oh. Let me just say that. And secondly, I love the best thing about it was Mel Gedrock, who yeah, was fantastic. She, she, she was is. so funny. She was really hosting. Good I'm, I find Gareth Malone annoying. I have to say. It's a okay. bit of a Ricky Wickham well, situation. That is insane, yeah. Boyd. I, and on that particular, you know he was very. Any... I thought oh. he was very over the top and very. I just thought he was a bit irritating. And and I found the um, when they, they had a kind of battle round, didn't they? Where they had to sing at each other, pretty much. These yeah, things. I found a... that very difficult to deal with. Hold on, right? No, but that is really. It's born out of the premise of Pitch Perfect, the film. Oh, I know, but, I know. So, and that's. I, I think that's what's made Still everybody annoying. like. I don't Still think annoying. it is annoying. I think that's the whole point. I think I prefer this. I, I, prefer, I prefer this. this. They Need to get I don't prefer of, this they, X Factor, by they, the way. X Factor this series is doing is very good. I urge you to rethink your X Factor. No, rethink, Kane. Okay. Rethink. I'm pointing at you. Because the talent in the X Factor this year is the best it's been for years. I think but, with Sing, though, what would make it better is if they condensed, didn't have five judges, they had three, and some of them were well known. And also, I just think the whole. <laughs> I agree um, with that. I think there's no point having these different categories of scoring if you're not going to get any judge to explain why. <laughs> it's, I mean, that is it's stupid, true. isn't it? Yeah, I agree like, it's like, The, why, the whole why, scoring is just was too why much. Why go yeah. into this minute detail? And I felt like what they were saying with that is, it was like the, the, the subtle point they're making is, unlike other singing-based talent shows, i.e. The X Factor, where you've got, you know, Sharon Osbourne, you know, judging things and what singing talent has she got? And Simon Cowell, of course, he can't sing for Toffee. Um, doesn't pretend he can. They're making the point, the rather unsubtly, all these people are experts at every single thing you need to know about singing. I know. And they're going to ram but, that home. No, but listen, and that's okay. why they have this very complicated. Fine, maybe have that, but don't have oh, this no, 200. Right. Don't have this 200 point score. No, Just I have agree. a yes from me, it's a no from me, I agree. a horn or a buzzer. We are in full mm. agreement. Yeah. How many stars are we giving? Sing, colon, ultimate acapella on Sky One. Steph. I'm going to give Sing three stars, but Cat Dealey five stars. Ah. Okay. I've, well, I'm gonna I've give got, it... and it's in line with my new scoring system, <laughs> which is picking out the person I like the most and giving them an individual score. You can do what the hell you want. Yep. I'm going to give it and three stars as well, but there is a recommendation. It's okay. I'm giving it three and a half stars, and I just want to add that the winning team will win a record. They can record oh, yeah. an album and get a Christmas single. That's right. That's a good point. That's the mm. prize. So I'm going to give it, yeah, I've, I said that, I'm going to give it three. And seeing Ultimate Capella starts uh, next Friday on the Sky One at 9pm. Finally, we are doing the DVD slash digital download release. So it's, this is out. Wonder Woman is out now to download digitally on the iTunes and all those other th- ways you can download things. By the way, have I asked this before? I think the last time we did a d- DVD, I may have asked this. You know what I'm going to ask? I don't have Blu-ray, Boyd, no. <laughs> But do you even have a DVD player? Do you even watch? Do you watch DVDs at all anymore? Who doesn't have a DVD? You know, oh, do you? yeah, of course. Well, some no, people you don't. said earlier in the week didn't have a DVD player. Oh, 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 oh at, at home. Work. Yeah, we're talking about at home, right? At home, asking yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we don't need our like, computers at work. It's a problem. Yeah, because obviously Apple got rid of their bloody DVD drives years ago, and now you have to find some way of watching them. I don't have. You gave me the DVD, and I brought it back saying I just remembered <laughs> I don't own a DVD yes. player. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. So have you one. watch? This is, I think it's interesting because obviously you're watching everything. Downloading digitally, yep. right? I have a bit of both. So I have a Blu-ray. I have a UHD, Ultra HD Blu-ray player. Of course, you do. I have a massive television. But even I still watch some, still digitally download a lot of stuff myself as well. I'm all digital download. You know, I'm yeah. a purist. I mean, yeah. up until a month ago, my mum still had VHS. Wow. No, yeah, a month ago. Didn't. Yeah. A month. We she's... bought her a we bought a DVD <laughs> player. Yeah. We were like, treat yourself. <laughs> How, where, what, what was she watching on VHS? Yeah, I know. I mean, to be fair, she wasn't even watching old the VHS. Old things. But she had, yeah, old things like old Rising Damp. <laughs> 
Oh, no, that's a great story. I mean, that's the greatest yeah. revelation of the podcast, that mm. Kay's mum watches Writing Down on VHS. Oh, yeah. Goodness. But and my sister's wedding video. <laughs> back, in, back in 2017, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is out <laughs> on DVD. And it should, it was out on, so it's out on DVD, Blu-ray and Ultra HD Blu-ray next week, October the 9th. But it is available now to watch on digital download. And I thought, well, it's the biggest blockbuster of the year. So it out... It outdid the Marvel one, whatever it was this year. Um, it did much better than Batman versus Superman. The, pre- the previous DC ones, this is a DC superhero, obviously, mm. Wonder Woman, Ops. had been ofs, you know, had been critically disappointing but and she... slightly commercially disappointing. So the big question for me is, did better than Batman v Superman, did better than whatever the other one before that was? Yeah. Wonder Woman, a huge triumph. Yeah. Why has it done so well? What's so good about it? Or did you think it was that good? Well, let's mention also that Wonder Woman did feature in Batman v Superman. Of and let's also say she was the best thing about it. Yes. Are we also like, are we also decided? Because we talked about this. Gal Gadot. Is it Gal Gadot? Gadot. Yeah, Gadot. Gadot. But it's a hard tea. Gadot. Okay. I, think, Gal Gadot. I do believe Gadot. it's a hard tea. That yeah. has been confirmed. Yeah. She's Israeli and it's a hard tea. Yeah. They're like a hard Israeli, tea in Israel. Yeah. Gadot. Um, and it also starts. So it starts. Does anyone want to try and assail, assail the plot? Um, I'll give it a go. Yeah, go on. Okay, so this is an origin story. Yes. This is all about how Wonder Woman came to be. Now, the beautiful Gal Gadot, you join her when she is a young girl and she lives on this wonderful island with a load of amazing Amazon women who are all warriors. Um, and they are just all waiting for the day when the enemy, Ares, comes along and stru- to strike. Now... Initially, they don't want her to be trained. Then she gets trained. She becomes an amazing warrior, but she's not. She doesn't know what power she's you suddenly got. Sped up there. That was you very funny. I was like, "What? Hold on." Although I got. I can't get through this. I yeah. can't get through it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> oh, um, it's all fine. Then one day, Aries is not coming for you. One day, well, you never know. I am an Amazon woman. Um, one day, Chris Pine. Chris, P- he's the right Chris. Hold on a minute. I get yeah, it's no, the Chris Pine. It's the Pine. Chris Pine crash lands into the sea, and she see she sees it. Old Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. She rescues him, and he tells her about the war outside of this paradise that she's living in. And she says, "I've got to go and sort this out." Then she's transported to London to try and sort this whole mess out and she says take me to the front I'm going to get this all I'm going to get this whole war and he's a, like a soldier he's Sorry, in the, he, yeah he's a spy he's a spy slash he's an soldier, American army, he's, what's quite confusing is he is an American who is a spy for the British army mm. right so then she goes to she goes to the she goes to the front doesn't she yep. and um, yeah she discovers that it's not just she thinks a that once she's she killed solve. Ares, the Germans will be good men yeah. afterwards. And there are evil, nasty Germans who are concocting weird, gaseous things oh, to try yeah. and Yeah, so there's people. a baddie. The baddie is this woman who is... Mrs. Cr- po- Dr. Poisonous? Yep. Yeah. I mean, she's got a like deformed jaw. I call it a jaw ache in my head. Do you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And she is creating loads of hideous um, weapons. Yeah, along with Danny Houston. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, what, Kay, I mean, I think it's safe to say that you have a reputation for someone who doesn't like superhero films. She hates them. I like Spider-Man, remember? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you like Spider-Man. Lest we forget, five stars. But me. you didn't... You I'm not a big superhero. No. I mean, well, I do like Superman, Spider-Man, so oh, that's Well, you're listing... Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you were about to carry on. Like, no, no, no. Um, um, I'm just not as big a fan as that's you That's interesting, you so you're crossing Marvel and DC. I mean, the reason you why I said DC obs is because I don't know the difference. No, so. right. No. Um, so what did you think? I really liked it. Do you know what? I really liked um, it because obviously it's very empowered women in the lead roles, you know, kicking the men's asses, which is refreshing. Um, I thought she's fantastic as the um, lead character. And it was just a bit fun. I found it a bit fluffy. 
Well, um, superhero films that can yeah. be very fluffy. I think that's why lots of people like them. Some there is a bit of a bit of a caper, isn't there? A lot of the time, I fe- there was the things I liked about it. Yeah. I really liked the dynamic between Chris um, Pine and Godot. Yes, and also I didn't know it was Lucy Davis playing the character, yeah. but um, his secretary is a character called Etta Candy. She's who is um, yeah, Lucy Davis off the Office. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Which I didn't recognise it yeah. was her when I was watching it. She's funny. Um, yeah. She was brilliant mm. as um, Chris Pine, whose name is Stephen in this, his secretary. And she's very, very funny. So, mm. like, um, when Gal Gadot, Gadot uh, goes over to London, she G-G. has to look less sexy, obviously. Yeah. And so they have to go and equip her with some, a wardrobe that is more um, dowdy and dignified. Yeah. And there's did an interesting you, kind of... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, did you find it? Because one of the things that is farcical about this is, obviously, she at all times, has got perfect hair and makeup. And she will literally <laughs> run through a field yeah. where there are bullets flying at her and God knows what else. And then she will turn around and her hair is like, oh, glossy, beautiful. Not There is not a hair out of place. Yeah. And sometimes I want the mascara looks, she's using. Yeah, that and it's like, she's tong- her hair is tonged to perfection. That is a... That is one of the scenes that I found most ludicrous, but not yeah. for that reason, although that is a good point. Well, is there a tonguing it's, scene? I missed. No, there isn't a tonguing <laughs> scene. But it does, it she does seem battlefield. like she's... And I wondered whether Kay would just think that that was just too ludicrous. I just found... No, it's more I found during that battlefield scene is where she's running through and able to deflect every single bullet that's coming her way. Oh, I didn't find that... that I mean, mm. she's Wonder Woman, Kay. Yeah. She is... That's she's no she Linda does. Carter. Oh. <laughs> it's what I'd say. Um, Sudden chill has descended. I, I mean, I loved Linda Carter. I was yeah, we all love Linda Carter. Exactly, yeah, yeah. She was great, but I think Wonder she is Wonder. she's just as good, if not yeah. better than Linda Carter, really. So it's come under fire a bit, hasn't it? Has so, it? She's yeah, come James, under fire. Well, James Cameron said, "Oh, this is from that, idiots." That, yeah, yeah, and and actually, I find when I had that in mind when I was watching this, and I was like, "Yeah, what was James Cameron?" So point he that he was trying, this is the man who gave us the the ridiculous. Titanic. Well, Titanic's fine. Titanic, yeah, yeah, that's good. But, but the, people, I think people will know him from Titanic and Avatar. Avatar, I was going to yeah. say Avatar. Yeah, Avatar is a preposterous film. I mean, you know, it's perfectly enjoyable. And there's going to be eight million more sequels coming out of Avatar. Who needs that anyway? What was well, his he, beef? He had basically said he thought that this has kind of backtracked feminism in a massive way. What? And actually, when I listened to this, I really, I I really thought. I don't get it at all, and no. I, I really don't understand. And I can see that some women might go, uh, you know, be like, oh, they, there's a scene in it where Chris Pine buys Gal Gadot an ice cream, and she goes, oh, and she's like, it's the first time she said ice cream, and she goes, oh my goodness, you should be so proud of yourself. This ice cream is amazing. And there's a couple of little bits where you think, oh, that's just silly. That's just like making out all girls like do is like ice cream. But the fact is, is this woman is a bloody <laughs> She's allowed warrior. to like ice cream. No, I know, but it's just a little bit unnecessary. I, I think. never knew ice cream was such a feminist issue. It's such it's a hot, hot But it's just, it was just that bit, I think, is just a little bit silly. It didn't need to be yeah, in there. Yeah, there are silly bits. And Chris Pine, I think people have an issue with the Chris Pine Gal Gadot flirtation in it. But I thought that was very well dealt with because it's quite functional, isn't it? Like yeah. she's, she's very naive in, in not not because she's a woman but because she's not a human normal human being yeah. she's in this world of these amazons as you explained which is like an alternate world mm. and he's from the real world if you like of wartime london and all that so they're they're, they're different attitudes to sex if you like is one is a funny little plot point actually yeah. it was very clever and i think a lot of people have complained very 
um, simplistically that she's assisted by him or is assisting him. But apparently, I don't know. I'm, ju- I'm just saying. I think it comes across the, like that. No, I don't think it does at all. But apparently, in the ori- this has gone. Through, this has been years in development. This film, of course, mm. and I think in the original script, it was much more of that 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 she was kind of serving him and being his assistant. And apparently, in some of the comic books, there's more of that. I thought they very very cleverly made sure that she wasn't doing that. She's I think driving he's the action. Her, his bitch. Yeah, her she, bitch. He, exactly. Well, if anything, you've summed it up perfectly. He is her bitch. <laughs> it's true though. Like, nothing would actually have got done in this no. whole thing had she right. not like put on the good outfit, tonged totally. her hair, and just oh, got out onto exactly. the field. He was going to rest on his laurels, yeah. and she was, was like, he no, was like, let's find this. Yeah, he's all, he's all like, no, 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 no. She's like, yeah. I'm just going to do it without you. Yeah, what the idiot. fuck does James Cameron know? I mean, I have to say, I don't I know. What, it's, it's just, I don't know, but if he is listening, please rate and review us. What a bitch. Yeah. No, yeah, he is. Come on, we'll take. Listen, we'll take any review. I'm saying I think this is a better film than Avatar. I think it's it actually. I'm just picking out James. And there was also another. The other thing about this that there was a problem with is that lots of people there wasn't enough merchandise after this. Did you read about this? No, oh, I can't so, hold that against the film. No, 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 I'm not holding it as a film. I'm, um, no, you're not, not you, the people. Right. What I'm saying is, everybody said this film was so amazing. Obviously, it's been the big, big, big hit. Yeah. But. There wasn't. They said there wasn't because it, they didn't make enough merchandise. Because they said, oh, so they didn't boy, realize boys wouldn't right, buy. Yeah, boys right, wouldn't right, buy oh, yeah, Wonder Woman merchandise. But of I course. think everybody will enjoy this. I mean, yeah. oh, they, it's been Beyonce much... exists for God's sake. That cannot be denied. Yeah. Beyonce exists. I didn't think. <laughs> Do you know what? Of all the things that I thought we were going to say about this film, Beyonce existing was not one of them. But anyway, I, I take point, it on board. My point being yeah. is that great feminist right. icons exist yes. and, and everybody is right. interested in them. Well, you're so, I, I, to, to, to carry on the point, I think, again, before it came out, people were like, well, who, you know, our, our boys and teenage boys who are the huge audience for superhero films, and that's what, you know, that's partly why they're so massive. Are they going to go and see one of them? Of course, everyone was, it was proved wrong because they did. And massive people went back to see it again and again and again. And that's why it's become a huge, massive thing. They should produce been, retrospective merch. That's that, what well, they should do. Well, they will. I think yeah. they are. And I'm sure DVD, Wonder I'm Woman sure. 2, <laughs> yeah, is, which has been confirmed. And um, we should say brilliantly directed by Patty Jenkins. Mm. who And she's now the best paid, the most successful female director of all time. She made Monster, which is a really good film. Yeah. So, Kay, as a person who doesn't like superhero films, you didn't actually mind this. No. Were you in any way upset by her femi- the feminism? Do you have any feminist no, issues? No, the only bit I really, really hated yeah. involved the ice cream. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I liked <laughs> it. I'd give it three stars. I thought oh. it was, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, why? Steph, I mean, that's that's a recommend. Listeners, the expression on Steph's face is kind of like it's like a bad smell. I found the, in the end of the scene actually and her happy. speech incredibly cheesy, which mm. knocked a star off. I was like, no. Oh, okay. Mm. There are cheesy elements to it. Yeah, There's but I think that's I, like, I embrace the cheese. But all, yeah. all superhero, yes. they all have cheesy Most. elements, and they do. Every, I mean, I actually can't think of one that doesn't. It wasn't as funny as well, Spider-Man. It, the Dark Knight trilogy, in a way, isn't it? That's the but anti-cheese. That's Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he was I mean, the anti-cheese superhero filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't have to have cheese, but no, this has a, mi- a little to. bit of cheese, but it's not too cheesy for me anyway. I'm going to give it four and a half stars. Um, I th- I know I think this is yeah, this is a four and a halfer. It's out now. If you have, in case you're one of the like you guys, one of the few people in the world who hasn't seen Wonder Woman, there mm-hmm. are there are people out there who haven't seen Wonder Woman. It is out now on digital download and DVD, Blu-ray, etc. Next Monday. And make sure you get some merch. We, or even you the can't. Monday after. That's no, yeah, point. I mean there won't be any merchandise anywhere. Anyway, yeah. finally, it is question time. Right, we're just saying question time yeah. now. We've gone off the jingle. Yeah, mm. we've, we've retired it. When, yeah. I, when was I in that meeting? When was that meeting uh, last held? Podcast? When was that format point? Unless you're going to sing. Boyd, why don't you sing the no, theme No, I don't sing. I'm no, we've yeah, decided exactly. we've retired it. 
We're giving oh. a, we're like Adele. We're giving our vocals. I quite a rest. like if I was singing, I'd try and do the actual question time thing rather how than does the it run. Go? No, I'm not getting fully. No, but how does it go? No, no, no. Honestly, because we have to record this. But how does it go? Yeah, you are you singing? What is that? Ski? Yeah, you're singing Ski Sunday or something. That's Ski Sunday. We're going to get great reviews for this okay. bit. Anyway, yeah. well, they just we just going to say it. Dum, 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 oh yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, it's a dum 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 dum. It's okay. more dramatic. Right. It's news. Yeah. it's important world events. Yeah. with Nigel Farage yeah. invariably <laughs> every fucking week. So let's um, just say it's basically question time. Oh, that's good. This week's question, based on the fact that we watched the first episode of series 9222 of The Apprentice, is what's your favourite thing of all time about The Apprentice? Steph? Right. Now, as you know, I haven't watched The Apprentice as much as you guys have. So my favourite thing about The Apprentice is a vis, which I'm going to I'm going to post. Remember, this is an audio I know, but, podcast. But that's what I'm saying. I'm we don't get film the it. I want to get the pogs involved. No. Next step. So I'm going to post this, okay? And it is this photograph of my dog, Nessie, oh, doing God, the Alan amazing. Sugar, your oh. fire pose. Right. One of the things that we have been criticised is saying, oh, my God, a lot, and OMG, like people do. But the only thing to say about this visual is, is, can you... You're going to have to post it on our... I'm going to post it. Post it, Steph Seedon, on your Twitter stream or whatever. My dog, Nessie, doing the You're Fired Alan Sugar pose. That is phenomenal. That is really good. Yeah? Yeah. You win. Yeah, I think you win. Guys, socially interact with us and you too can see this amazing post. Otherwise, you just hear a lot of silence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kay? Um, mine is actually uh, a bit of a name drop when I interviewed Lord Ooh. Sugar how dare you name drop I know I mean, it's who so would crass do that? uh, who would that's not what this to... podcast is for no, sorry I feel so embarrassed uh, see me after thanks um, yeah and I interviewed him and I was really nervous I was, it was many many years ago so I was very junior and um, so I thought I'd shamelessly buy him a present to make him um, oh, be less suck up yeah be less um kind of strict and awful with me. And um, I decided to get him a, a stress toy in the shape of an aeroplane because he flies and also he gets a lot very right. stressed. Found out I could only get them in batches of a thousand because they're like a kind of corporate toy. Oh and it would God. take a week to get the interviews the next day. So I had a long chat with a guy who um, owned the company and I explained what it was for. And I managed to get it so that I got next day delivery. I got just one and it was completely free because it was a sample. And I told Lord Sugar this story and he's like, you could be my apprentice. So oh, I was like, yeah. You could have been. I should oh. have taken up and so did, And did you follow that up? No, because you're still here No, with and I'm us, still so. doing this. So oh, what a loser That's really a more of a story of your failure, I fired myself. Yeah. I like the, yeah, well, I like the honesty of it though. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And the name drop. Yeah. Of course. I did, th- he like, did he like it? He loved it. Yeah, he loved yeah. it. He loved me. He wanted to give me a job. Yeah. The end. Would you go on the show? Would you, you know, if you, you I could see you on The Apprentice. I often think about this yeah. because, you know, when you're watching them, you're like, you're such an idiot. And I'm oh, not because you're an idiot. I mean, no, every no, now and then uh, they do have an intelligent person. <laughs> that was the reason why Kay. I thought you said that, Boyd. Kate, yeah. you're an idiot. Would you go on The Apprentice? I didn't think you meant that. I meant yeah, as I'm just when checking. you watch it, you think right. you could do yeah, that. Right. But then I wonder in that pressurized situation if your brains do just like. Turn to, to, turn to, to mush. stupidity. Yeah. Because when I'm watching them, I'm like, you're an idiot. Organise yourself like this. Yeah, and yeah. this would be better. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. Fair I think enough. I would go on it. I think, you'd be good. I think you should go on it. If it wasn't televised. I think you should go on it. Um, let me take you back to 2008. <laughs> <laughs> when the teams were sent to Marrakesh in Morocco, oh, do you remember? Well, that's well, they, so when they look for oud. They, they, they had to look for all different items. It's the yeah, items it's one challenge. One, yeah. And they had to get a kosher chicken. <laughs> You right. must remember the glorious moment when Michael Sophocles, who was Jewish, 
didn't know what kosher meant. What? It was a legendary it was a, moment. It was a bad time for his family. Sir Lord Alan Sugar was mm. furious because he himself is Jewish, Jewish, of course. Right? Yeah. And the bloke had no absolute effing clue what on earth was going Wonder. on. I didn't know. So he'd never heard no, of kosher. No, didn't know what it meant. Bad no times. Idea. That's the level of doofus-ish, the doofusishness we're dealing with on wow. The Apprentice. And I wonder why it happened to uh, Michael Sophocles. Well, a feature somewhere. Yeah. yeah. On it. Mate, if he's listening, if he's a person on the ground listening yeah, to, uh, to our podcast, then please mm. let us know. Oh, yeah. And please do let us know. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Now, <laughs> please do not use the word simpletons because we, we, stop saying we don't word? like it. It's not very kind. Right? Please give us a five-star review because that's if you, you have to press the five stars because otherwise it won't go up. And, um, yeah, say something nice or constructive. That's fine. <laughs> we can take constructive criticism. And um, hopefully we've not talked over each other as much as we do normally. And I think the oh my God count is, I'd say seven. What do you think, Kay? I don't think we even said that until I brought it up right at the end. Mm. Well, what Anyway, I'm... instead of having a post-mortem on the podcast during the podcast, maybe yeah. we should say thanks to everyone for listening and thank you, Kay. Thanks. Steph? I thought we'd do the thing where we said bye. You no, know, well, I, I was thinking Kay would say goodbye. Oh. Said, was, was, she, well, was she, she just said, said thanks. thanks to me, so oh, I was like, oh, okay. thanks. I think okay. we should thank Miranda Sawyer again. Thanks for reviewing Thanks, us, Miranda, Miranda Sawyer. Sawyer. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thanks.